to get a level. All of the most, uh... Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Back again. Two guys. One. Blunt. Hello. Another week. Another lighter falls on another table. This is um, loaded. This lighter says loaded on it. I mean, that's the aim. is to get loaded. Uh, we're back. And we're still in the cannabis industry. And all of its still wonderful... Legal ups and downs uh another week where you been where you been this week this week i have been to work and back several times that's pretty much it that's it that's about as exciting as it's been yeah um just headquarters type stuff not like field field reporting i did a couple demos but nothing fancy just in my music cave 90 percent of the time nice good place to be good place to be um I was a little bit all over, uh, still traveling, not quite as much as I was when we did the last episode, and I was all up and down California, but uh, there's some consumption buses involved. So this is a thing that I think was like popular in Denver initially when mm-hmm. legalization passed, where people found a loophole to be able to consume in public was either to rent a pimped out limousine, which had a full divider, so you could separate separate and isolate the driver and then consume uh-huh. in the back. And now that idea has been elevated to a bus. So this company's been operating in Colorado for a while called Looper. Um L O O P R. Is that uh, in reference to being a loophole? I think more in reference probably to just they take you on a loop mm-hmm. of a trip. They'll either decide Maybe to take you. it's a double you, entendre. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps they know that they are also speaking to the fact that they may have found a loophole. Mm-hmm. Uh, and marijuana makes you loopy. Okay, all right. <laughs> Killing it with the dad jokes today. Um, so they are now brought their enterprise to California, and uh, I was at a again another undisclosed location in downtown LA for a celebrity weed party launch so the company thc design which i think we've both talked about on the podcast before is a pretty reputable company very good product uh solid solid flower production uh they are collaborating with domo genesis from odd future fame and they have branded a domo og for him and that was the release party I was there with the company I work for, and part of it was this consumption bus. So this bus pulls up. It's got a full wrap of tikkun olam around the sides, okay? Tikkun olam, like the Israeli science company that has been researching cannabis for longer than most people have and been. taking California by storm. So it yeah, seems to, too. they're definitely, I'm seeing them a lot more. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, their product is getting out there. All their literature is uh, dense. It's yeah. dense. They, like, they, they bring full binders of you know uh i guess anecdotal and and scientific information relating to the ailments that they've looked to try and treat in their research practices in israel anyway they're on this on the side of the bus all right so they've sponsored the wrap of the bus little odd given that a consumption bus is like not really have any science or medical yeah. kind of inclinations but it was pretty cool. The guys running the bus were nice, and uh, we got to experience it in all its glory. People pulling up to the party. The bus was stationary, so it wasn't going anywhere. So uh, it was really what? just more of like a lounge, like a mobile lounge. Um, Weird. And we were uh, administering dabs on the bus off of an e-nail. 
which uh, also seemed kind of retro mm-hmm. these days. Using an e-nail, uh, they constantly smoke, and you have a bunch of residue that's always on the nail yeah. after every dab. There's a lot of cleaning involved. Mm-hmm. I think we were supposed to use... Uh, actually... No, we did use we did use an email this first time, and then later on, I actually had a, a trickier situation where, yeah, I'll talk about that in a little while. Where we were again on the looper bus, but that time we were moving, and it was it was a little sketchy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, just a molten hot piece of metal bouncing around. Yeah, with, man, that's the, that's the thing people. about consumption on the road is it's. You know, you imagine trying to take a dab in your car. That's definitely uh, a tricky activity. And it's not like it's a smooth-ass racetrack with no other cars either. Like, nope. this is a... And a bus has a lot more kind of... Uh, I think you feel the effects of the suspension bouncing up and down more when you're, like, at the back of the bus, for example. The mm-hmm. people at the back of the bus mm-hmm. definitely... Anyway, I'll get to that part. Uh, but this this was a, just a cool event. Uh, it was my first experience of a bus like that. Uh, and it was kind of surreal that that was my work for the night was administering dabs to people and making sure that everybody had a jolly old time THC design of course were there with their wares I think Wally Drops were giving out hard candies we had uh, a drink offering from Habit the sparkling drink company Mm -hmm. yummy stuff food I think there was music as well I didn't get to experience too much of the event because this is how these things go when you work these events, as you know. But it was dope. Uh, my thing is it always brought me back to what we were sort of talking about just before we started with celebrity weeds. Is Are any of them ever any good? Like The last one, I think, was pre-Prop 64 was Snoop's Premium Company. The the Raspberry Kush and the OGs that used to come out of there were really top top shelf, but... Since then, like Willie Nelson's company, Bob Marley's company, uh, you know, okay, all the way down to somebody like Domogenesis, where is the quality in any of these companies? It's always aesthetic over mm-hmm. everything else, it seems like. I've heard good things about the Dizzy OG from Crown Genetics. They yeah. do they do the partnership for uh, Dizzy Wright, I believe, the rapper. Mm-hmm. He's been doing it for a minute, too. Yeah, Wiz Khalifa's weed is not commercially available. Cookies just gave him a... I believe what is the South Florida OG. Yeah, and he's the only one that has it. Logic is supposed to be coming out with something from Cookies that's going to be called Anxiety Killer. Cute. That's so cute. What do you? What's your take on Celebrity Weeds while I spark up this Cali Mist from Henry's? Mm, honestly, uh, I've talked about it a couple times at least. Uh, the Cypress Hill Bong collaboration. Two brands entities that i with roar uh with roar roar the, the glass company no R-O-R. a bong b-h-a-n-g bang oh, oh right 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 i know what you mean yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. with bang chocolates mm-hmm. that company um cypress hill and bang both two companies that i would fucking shit on any chance i got you know like don't really respect either of them to be honest <laughs> even now uh that's the thing I tried their, uh, they did a collab where Cypress Hill released a cherry OG quarter jar Mm. in the glass skull with a black bucket hat Mm. as the screw on lid. So Cypress Hill. That's pretty cool. So Cypress Hill. And it was seven grams. Seven grams for like $150 before tax. Like it was 
expensive and this was about two years ago before i think before the before there was tax it was like in the transition period you know some people were giving a little sales tax exactly hit some people were doing nothing so it was it was early on when it came out i remember but it was really expensive and dude i was impressed and i know now i don't really have to say that because everybody's like yeah be real is like a legit fucking weed guy and i know that but yeah it's just i've had such a shitty taste in my mouth from marley natural like Mm. literally and (laughs) metaphorically yeah yeah that's probably the most disappointing brand and i think with him and willie nelson it's like their legacy willie nelson at least is still here to be Mm -hmm. able to have some kind of say on the the willie's private reserve uh but bob marley's been long gone I heard it's like Capitol Records that controls his image too. That controls his image, yeah. Where it's like his estate is definitely a problematic issue. Like there's such so many family members that have some claim to it, Mm -hmm. Uh, and then uh, this is the first I'm hearing of Capitol Records as well. But it's not surprising that a music company had their fingers in this pie. Yep. But I, I can only think that's why Marley Natural is such a failure as a cannabis company. Exactly like the the good company good people i've met working for them uh and like willie's reserve it's just overpriced in my opinion i love the philosophy that it's outdoor weed with like uh really some of them had pretty decent cbd ratios i know a few people who smoke them like out of choice like will buy them yeah yeah so and people whose whose tastes i respect i just think it's 45 bucks is way too much to pay for outdoor slash light depth yeah you know like Okay, it says Willie Nelson on it, but like when you've got Henry's going for half the price, you know, like yeah. it's not a contest. And I've just heard so much sneaky shit about Flocana anymore, I feel like. Oh, really? Yeah. I, and I'm not going to go into it because it's all just hearsay. <laughs> Shots, yeah, rumors, exactly. the cannabis cheese Which some rumors stick around for a reason, mm-hmm. some get spread mm-hmm. around out of jealousy or envy, competition. But like certain rumors just keep circling around. Yeah, that's what happened with Select. Mm-hmm. We saw it. It went away. Their CEO thought they tucked it under the rug, and and then like you know you right hear things you about you hear things about Stizzy still operating in trap shops. You hear from influencers that they sell trap packages for mm. to dispensaries that mm-hmm. are still operating in the black market. Uh, sorry, Stizzy, if you're listening, um, don't be such shysters. But um, yeah. Speaking of another one that just recently happened, Cushy Punch. Cushy Punch has some serious allegations being leveled against them. Absolutely, the BCC claimed that they found a whole shipment of uh, non-compliant product that had been produced. I saw the number twenty-one million dollars of product online. Wow. I mean, I, I never know how they calculate those exactly, numbers, but I heard know. it was millions of dollars yeah. of profit or product. Right. Also profit, though. Yeah. So, Cushy Punch actually have an answer to that, which has been interesting. That's been come out in the last couple of days. Yeah. So, the full allegation is it's a warehouse that was raided on a tip from a former worker, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, they found uh, cases, cabinets full of old Cushy Punch product yep. with Cushy Punch labels and boxes and everything uh, that was not licensed or tested something like that and there was a full hydrocarbon extraction facility or set up there 
that was being run and that this type of hydrocarbon extraction concentrates THC and also the pesticides. But I think that's all hydrocarbon uh, extraction processes. Yeah. But newsflash. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like uh, they also had weed, which gets you high. Right. In ca- y- oh my if God. you didn't know. Um, <clears throat> so Deadly I toxic THC. Those and it was apparently owned by an or allegedly, I think is a better a better word. Yeah, uh, allegedly. These are all allegations. Exactly. Allegedly, allegedly is the qualifier. Yeah, I just saw a Leafly article that was reposted by somebody else. So, uh, do your own research. Don't shoot the lazy messenger, y'all. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, apparently I have not seen the rebuttal yet. Uh, but well, I can I can well, yeah, touch on the rebuttal me, tell a little me about bit. The rebuttal. Uh, their response was essentially tantamount to saying that that product was. Uh, produced prior to Prop 64's regulations and was deliberately a a kind of uh, forgotten, isolated product because it was never supposed to enter the market. I guess it was sidelined for supposed destruction is what they're going to claim. Yeah, even though it's been legal for two years. Yeah, and I'm sure that that amount of stock, if that 21 million figure is anything like accurate, then you don't casually let that go missing or just let it sit around or forget about it or forget about it what because this is an industry still full of risk still full of all the old shysty risks of somebody just straight up raiding your warehouse mm-hmm. and taking yeah. your shit and all it takes is literally one person in the company as soon as they're like i don't know let's check the budget and right. they're like well what about this 21 million dollars sitting in a warehouse like what do we do about that why haven't we done anything about it mm-hmm. is the real question like but if you're supposed to have destroyed it two years ago, yeah, like what, yeah what there's a whole bunch of for? other questions that come up with their rebuttal. But yeah. it was essentially saying that, that the allegation from the BCC was unfounded because they never intended to sell that product. Dude, that's what every single drug dealer that got caught said. <laughs> yeah, it's all for me. It's Dude, I, like, I'm not trying to sell it. Like, I just smoke a lot. Yeah. It's like, dude, these are individually packaged, sealed, ready to go to market right now. I'm a meal prepper, so dude, I do the same thing with my drugs. Like, the justice system has been dealing with this excuse for pff, since prohibition. Yeah. Like, intent to distribute. Still does, in the other states that still have prohibition. Especially with the black... Dude, like, there's no COAs for it. There's no uh, receipt. We weren't going to sell it. It's like, well, that's not how the black market works. And exactly. I think... I, I think both of us have quoted, like, I know I used to say this constantly during the beginning when phase three testing came in, at the very least, was like, why would you not play the black market? Are you really going to throw away millions of dollars of product if it fails testing? Like, you were giving these companies no choice. But at the same time, and I think we both agreed on this, was if... How the fuck are you going to even risk that? Like, if you know, you fucking know from the, the beginning. The penalty is just way too great. Dude, like, you think you're going to get away with it now? Like, you're going to gamble a million dollars on, like, a third-party lab to, like, oh, oh, let's hope this one passes. Like, what are you doing? Like, why don't you just... Well, where do they go from here? What do you do once you have a stain like that on your name in this current framework that we're living in can they come back from this dude i mean i feel like i'm seeing stores already decide whether they should reorder 
Yeah, interesting. Oh, they, they're definitely going to take a hit, <coughs> like Select did. Uh, I think... I mean, Cushy Punch is a big company. They've disabled all comments mm-hmm. on Instagram for their past po- several posts. That's probably for the sanity of their social media manager. Yep. Well, and it looks bad. People have no idea. Right. But you go back to the first one with comments on it, people are like, why are you hiding fake oil, blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, everybody's all over their Instagram about it. They should be talking to uh, heavy hitters, whether they dealt with this, whether those were actual deep fakes that people were selling on the black market or whether it was non-compliant heavy exactly and apparently that's one of the arguments is that you can look on websites like alibaba right now and mm-hmm. see brass knuckles or cushy punch labeled product like ready to sell yeah but that's not the case in this case like the coincidence the like it's not a coincidence that the dude that owned the building the cushy punch products were found in was the owner of Cushy Punch. Like, it's not like... Oh, is that true? I didn't even yeah, know that. Allegedly, That's the building was very owned. Very damning. Yeah, it's it's not like they've found a black market operation. Like, this yeah. is a fucking building owned and operated by the Cushy Punch head or CEO, allegedly. So... But if they have any way of making any part of that stick, I don't think they can come back from that. It's fine. Uh, they've I'm already not- had their question marks around them, kind of like a stizzy. Yeah, I... I, I talked to one of the reps who uh, I'd actually met in one of the Stizzy stores, and she was saying that, uh, yeah, it was just a storage facility. Like they're probably going to pay some fat fines, and worst case, they'll lose their license. But it's going to take a couple of years because of the courts. So like, they're just holding on to this sinking ship at this point. It yeah. sounds like worst case, they're holding on to a sinking ship. Best case. They're they, gonna, they turn it around somehow. Like, they're... Well, I mean, shit, look at, look at Select. I was just going to mention Ease. Did you hear about Ease? No, did they also have a CEO, scandal? CEO stepped down, and they laid off a chunk of their mm, company. Like half the people. Yeah. And it, it was, was very sudden. Yeah, and for a company, which is ironic because Cushy Punch and Ease both have billboards all around our neighborhoods. Yeah, Like, that's true. the funny thing is all it's these true. companies flexing so hard are like totally fucked up and doing it wrong all these companies racing for the head of the market they're spending their money in the wrong areas exactly like. and i mean or it's just blowing it's blowing their whole load right now yeah and it's beautiful to watch it's beautiful to watch this company get a little kick up in the market and then just like come themselves to death are you enjoying like, the catharsis yo it's it's beautiful like granted you know i don't want to sit back till i'm 70 and just have watched the world crumble around me like, right uh, there are brands that I'm rooting for and there are brands that are doing it right that I do see succeeding, which yeah. is like, that's beautiful because it's the bigger companies that are taking chunks from these other guys that right. are and, doing it right. And it sort of shows that the market has the ability to self-regulate a little exactly. bit. Exactly. That's yeah. the beauty. The market, Especially, the market decides. And the cannabis industry, dude, like what other drug do you have people singing about all day? Like nobody, like... Country music, maybe alcohol, <laughs> party music and shit like that. Yeah. But like, they're more lamenting. Exactly. Usually. Yeah. It's like they're not singing about like it's not a whole genre like, yeah. oh, alcohol, I love you and I'll drink you every day. I mean, I'm sure that, <laughs> <They'd> sing, <laughs> you know, that's, it's like a joke country <laughs> song I've heard before. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, dude, when you talk about weed and music, like 
people dedicate their whole fucking lives to weed like just weed just songs about weed and nothing else yeah it's like truly amazing like there i don't hear heroin songs like that maybe they're out there and the people just die before they get any like notoriety or fame it's just a very special plant man what can you say there's not that many plants that have that many variants that it's more diverse than the types of dogs that there are Mm mm-hmm and that all of them have this ability to affect change within us because we have a system that's perfectly suited to the phytochemistry going on there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta love it. Uh, yeah, so Cushy Punch are in a fucking situation. They're in a pickle if yep. ever there was one. Ease laid off, and then I just heard from a friend who's been working with them for a for over a year now i believe sunday goods laid off 90 percent of their workforce holy shit that was from the uh from an employee this is what happens people when you launch a cannabis company which is all branding and aesthetic and and greed specifically yeah probably greed too because the branding and the aesthetic is to sell it's not because you're obsessed with right but what i'm saying is that they put that before ensuring that they have amazing product i know Um, martha stewart said it first folks all you need to do is give people a good product for a reasonable price bake a good cake that's fucking it i want to eat a good cake take it from martha stewart guys i don't want to eat a cake in a cool box exactly i mean i will want a cake but i'm never gonna come back because the cake was shit yeah because you fooled me with the box Mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. what happened exactly a pretty box fooled me into eating a mediocre cake when i could have made the choice for a boxless amazing cake Mm -hmm. and there's a fine line for that because some of the best shit in the world is in the best packaging you know yeah sometimes the two align it's it's rarer to have a knockoff brand be better than the original think of your favorite flower brand and then think about is their branding better than brands with whack flower but good branding mm-hmm i don't I, think so i think it's even i think uh Sherbinsky's branding is on the level of innovation that that dude has created for the cannabis game mm, yeah it's okay I, I think it's it's apt i don't think it's groundbreaking yeah exactly i yeah. think it's great i think what he's trying to do with the aesthetic and how simple it is in effect yeah it parallels the effort that he's put into creating an entire new language and world in cannabis which is right 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 the cookies and gelato he's brought those two things together nicely Mm -hmm. yeah no i feel that this is a nice minimalism to it kind of like wonder brett i feel like that with his stuff he's got he had the tiffany blue originally for the oz kush whoa dude I smelled their blueberry recently at a jar at the pottery. Doesn't smell real. It smells fake. I'm telling you, his flower is like some of the most flavorful flower that I've ever smoked. This is, I really, if anybody's listening, let me know if companies are now becoming aware of the value of terpenes in a jar to smell. Like, are they curing in the same environment over and over again to where the similar or singular strain curing vessels where the terpenes that rupture eventually like start to add to its own sort of like patina or like mm. uh 
you know what i'm saying that's like, interesting like the, how the barrel will be kind of seasoned by the exa- liquor that was exactly, in it. Exactly, exactly. So if you keep seasoning the or curing With the same With a single strain, strain yeah. of terpenes right. or like recognizing the dominant terpenes in the strain and sort of uh, curing them in similar terpified, you know, or like you could... A terp chamber. Yeah, you could cure cannabis in a terp chamber and certainly impart a really strong accented, albeit pretty unnatural flavor i've just been noticing that mm. recently cannabis that looks dry and old and is old and has been open is still just maintaining this insanely strong unnatural flavor and pre-rolls too i remember specifically somebody ragging on lit club because the dude yeah. put terpenes in his pre-rolls he was one right. of the first guys to do it mm. which extends the shelf life of those pre-rolls that's the only complaint you get because mm. I mean, I've heard of them burning improperly, but that's easy I to figure out. Smoked a couple out. of them. Yeah, they're okay. But adding terpenes to a pre-roll is generally perceived as shysty and cheating. Sure. You know, especially when you're not transparent about it. Mm. If, if it's not written on there, enhanced with terpenes or made with real terpenes. I think that's fair to feel conned by that, though. Exactly. You know? Like if you, you just tell me on the packaging, then I'm I'm probably okay. Exactly. If I decide to buy it at that point, I know I can't complain. Exactly. So. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot to be. Let me know. Let me know if there's some. I'll just call it modern uh, modern curing technology. Interesting. Because speaking of. Um, I had a little, let me make sure the mic doesn't cut out here. I had a little snip snip party the other day. And if you look behind you in the closet, I'm going to put my mic up. We got some freshly, freshly hung flowers. Freshly, freshly hung, freshly trimmed flowers. Not in a well enough circulated environment, but I do want to encourage the slow dry. Because I don't think it's going to get moldy here in California in the desert. So here we've got the lucky number seven. Which, it definitely smells like a dead vegetable. Yep. Smells Uh, like a dead plant. mm Mm-hmm. So it's going, but you can see the purples. Actually, some purples came out in there. That's fine. It's cool. Oh, whoa, I didn't see what happened. Um, yeah, little babies are drying. We've got the lucky number seven. And then this is the CBD plant. Look at that, a little nice little Listen to that, because you can't see it. <laughs> smells like pee-pee. It smells like cat pee. Wow, that really smells like cat pee. Folks, we've got a, a PPD, a PPCBD, I mean. And then the blackjack, the old blackjackaroni coming in with some fat buttage. Not bad, not bad at all, folks. We'll have, uh, we'll have some live tasting of this wonderful cannabis. Um, hang drying is supposed to be the best, the best way a nice slow dry preserves the terpenes, apparently. And if you trim it ahead of time, which I used to do, I will admit, uh, it can cause the bud to dry out too early. Which we all know, nobody wants that dry bud. 
So now you're letting the leaves cure around the bud. Yeah, the leaves and the stems hold the moisture in and just sort of slow down the drying process because the stomata close, like once it gets cut, it knows it's fucking on, it's it's dead time. So it's maintaining all the moisture for as long as possible to like finish any seeds or drop any more pollen last second that it can. Uh, so it's like already retaining moisture, but you can also do that by keeping all the leaves on there and keeping the stems attached to the buds because you want it to dry slow you it there's this there's chemical processes happening in the drying process that continue in the curing process like i I learned about um there's an actual process that breaks down like the harshness of the plant like in chlorophyll like it just naturally happens over time in the right environment that uh it is actually breaking down enzymes in the plant just by sitting there. It's like, it's crazy. And that makes a smoother smoke. Yeah. Which is why curing is fundamental. It's the hardest. It's uh, like, we'll, oh, we'll, we'll find out. So this I think, is- I think that's probably what uh, somebody like a Wonder Brett has down well is a very careful flush temperature curing process climate control folks yeah flushing is obvious everybody the flushing is very important a lot of impromptu uh things going on so we got we got a quick update from the garden it's been harvested and this is my babies getting ready i'll call this the cali cure test which i'm growing cali cure in there but this is my first cure in california this is some buds that holden gave me Chef Holden Jagger. This is the shit I've been drying out and popping open now for like two Mm. months. Nice. Sweet smell. Yeah. Kind of like a berry. What is it? This is uh, GMO cookies. Yeah. Yeah. It's got the really earthy. uh, I'm going to grind up a little bit. Give us a little. Smells like a young garlic. Yeah. Young garlic. That's That's my Yiddish alter ego. I don't know. I don't know why Yiddish. Something not... Something that uses a lot of garlic in their life. Just trying to be racist towards garlics, not Jews. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Let's taste this GMO cookies. Little impromptu 2G1B future of cannabis. This is, this is how difficult curing is. I've spent multiple weeks oh i want to say almost two almost two months now i got it fresh it was cut probably within two days uh when i received it grown by somebody one of uh holden's friends and so i took it upon myself to use as a kind of control for when these plants are eventually cut and harvested which now that that's happened now that that's happened we're going to uh Give nice our, little bud breakage ASMR for you there. Yeah, let's see if you can hear this. There to be quite honest, folks, the cure has always been the hardest part for me. Growing in Kansas with a minimal, I've mentioned this before, uh, low money grow. You can't pay for a dehumidifier when it's 90% humidity in Kansas. Like, I didn't have money for that. So the curing and drying 
was always a matter of luck. If it was the right time and the right season outside, then whatever I cut and cured inside worked. And that was the chances of those lining up happened maybe two or three times after growing for five years. Shit was a constant struggle. Yeah, you got to have the right environment to help you make sure that you can produce the best quality flower in the final the final the final run really of the grow and procuring the finished flower is the hardest part for sure agreed it really like it's it's just as important of a process as every single thing you do to grow and i would i'm telling you because i only had to spend a couple hundred dollars to get started the fact that you have to spend a couple hundred dollars just to get a fucking dehumidifier tells you like you know you got to set your priorities and having a tasty product is just not going to happen at that level and also when you're in kansas during prohibition uh connoisseur cannabis is great but not really a necessity when you're doing it just to avoid having to deal with drug dealers and all that shit like it got me high Connoisseur cannabis is such a foreign concept to me a few years ago. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, I can't afford an $80 eighth. Very late in my smoking uh, career that I have discovered connoisseur, what is known as connoisseur cannabis. And so here you go. Here we Loading go. up the, the two-month cured GMO cookies grown in Topanga Canyon. I believe so. Cali Cure Test, folks. Good wick, good wick action. Yeah, pulls a little clogged. I'll poke that. Nothing crazy, no like bold jump of flavor in my face, but uh, feels pretty smooth. Nice. Let me let me poke a hole to get a better hit for you. Gonna go for round two. Well, I was going to let you go for it. Oh, you do your thing. I'm plenty high over here. That Cali Mist is very <coughs> intense. Ooh. Mr. Cali. I completely skipped over uh, the oh. more... Well, we had an update to the whole vape situation that's going on right now mm -hmm. that we wanted to get to. Uh and after talking so much about vitamin E acetate, it turns out that there's actually another potentially, uh, well, or more than potentially problematic element in the equation. And you were saying that it was metal-based and that it's a rare condition that normally only welders get? Yeah, they're saying that these, uh, some of this lung damage is consistent with welder's lung uh, and that's because the solder that they use to combine uh, two separate metals is usually a silver solder that I guess has a very toxic byproduct uh, called metal fume fever. Uh, the equivalent of the vaping illnesses is called cadmium pneumonitis. Oh, we that sounds rough. Yeah, when inhaled, cadmium oxide fumes are highly toxic to organs. 
and according to the study, the fumes directly injure lung cells, leading to fluid accumulation, impaired lung function, and respiratory failure. Uh, and silver solder is found in lower end vape pen manufacturers using silver solder for its low price. Yeah. It's less expensive than cadmium free alternatives and has improved flow properties, which facilitate the joining of dissimilar metals found in vape pen electrical components. Wow. Yeah. It's not looking good for vape pen tech right now because I wonder how many of these low end companies that they're referring to are compliant companies that are using starting cartridges from these Chinese companies. Mm hmm. It's because you, now you know. might be able to produce a compliant oil with like a fucked up metal cartridge. Mm hmm. Maybe it's, this was weirdly less of an issue when wicks were a thing <laughs> and uh, you didn't have the atomizer of a stainless or supposedly stainless steel insert. I mean, it was still there. It was still... It always seemed like there, it was too good to be true, you know? Like, you, this it can't be this easy. Yeah. That yeah. you just get away with it. Seriously. Your lungs don't just get away with it. There's You're concentrating the good stuff you're probably also concentrating some of the bad especially if you don't it's insane watch your practices it's uh, in in theory it's beautiful vaporization is beautiful in theory yes if done with a if proper, executed properly yeah if you, yeah. the tools are properly happening and Not <laughs> what's happening is actually vaporization of the intended substance yeah it's beautiful but what happens is the fucking machine that is meant to deliver your shit is giving you cancer it's not right. even about the thc the just the machine itself is fucking you up is faulty in mm -hmm. in purpose so whether it's a shitty vape cartridge or uh so basically what we learned from this is uh free base your drugs yourself <laughs> Well, I was gonna say a titanium nail off of an e nail on exactly. a moving same thing on a moving consumption bus. <laughs> why they have similar off gassing problems, right? Those e nails, we know that now. That's why people try not to use titanium yeah. and metal based nails anymore. People go for glass or quartz or crystal inserts mm -hmm. like sapphire and stuff. Mm -hmm. Ceramic, ceramic, ceramic still yeah. seems I think, to be pretty chill. I think ceramic is still pretty chill. Um, we'll see about that once but the Chinese lead infused ceramic pieces really start ooh. to make their mark. Yeah, yeah. But there's testing for lead in all legal products. Testing for lead in all legal products. You mm -hmm. hear that, folks? Stop buying black market shit. Yeah. If Cushy Punch won't tell you. It's whoever the fuck owns that building. <laughs> They'll yeah. tell you that none of that shit passed testing. And, and they're, they, you know what? The other thing that we didn't say about that whole Cushy Punch thing is that they're probably just the first to be uncovered. Oh, yeah. We know for sure that there's a bunch of other companies. We don't need to name them. We don't need to do that. But yeah. there's a bunch of other companies that still, to this day, operate both in the legal industry and in the black market. Mm -hmm. It's bad. Pretty unashamedly. Yeah. Yeah. They, and, and it makes sense from a business perspective, not only... Are you just getting money mm -hmm. for products that you can't sell in a legal market? Get money, period. get money. You are also garnering that brand name recognition 
which is invaluable in an industry where you can't advertise on Facebook and you can't advertise yeah. on television or on the radio. You got to over-index on all this other weird advertising, so like, like sending us to stores. Dude, people are already buying your products, associating your name and brand with dope weed products and fun discounts and shit. Like, yeah, I mean, why would you not? Other than the fact that you're peddling poison and it's just, it's just illegal. Yeah. But again... That begs the question, when has that ever stopped anybody in the cannabis industry? Or any other industry, for that matter. The industries that already sell the mild poisons that kill you slowly. Mm -hmm. Which Alcohol. brings us to the last point. The Ooh. whole story that I saw from uh, Pop Brothers at Law. Uh, shout out to them, two brothers on Instagram who constantly remind people of a script to use if they are detained by the police nice. in suspicion of having cannabis. Uh, am I being detained? Yeah, exactly. Or am I free to go? And they remind you to shut the fuck up to protect yourself. Uh, anyway, shout out to them at, at Pop, uh, Pop Brothers at Law. I believe all separated by underscores. And they posted a little thing saying that it's being perceived now that marijuana is going to be competition for big alcohol, not big tobacco. I and did. I shot that to you this morning when I saw that and I was like, interesting. And you were like, I agree 100%. So elaborate. All right. So I think that big tobacco is already its own thing. Like they... Mm. They cause cancer. Everybody knows it, but it's an addictive little thing that's fun to smoke. They're fucking riding this whole vape wave right now, exactly. too. Exactly. That's, that's who's behind that. this vapor wave. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Big Tobacco has been trying to fuck with e-cigarettes ever since they started taking money from them. Mm -hmm. And so this is, unfortunately, a good time for them to really push Lean lobbyists on to put the foot on their flavored neck. vapes and flavored everything. It's like, I'm fucking 30 years old and i still love the taste of a fucking great blunt you know I, I don't actually that's a lie but like when it comes to vape juice hell yeah i'm smoking the fucking cinnamon toast crunch cereal and the the fruity tooty fucking kids gummy flavor like let's be I honest see it. folks I like see it. it's not marketed to kids it's marketed to fucking unicorn. baby adults like myself yeah baby adults unicorn milk unicorn, unicorn pee -pee. blood i think that was the one that i showed you when i was in england yeah i'm all about it like that's that's just me like don't ban steak because a baby can't eat it that's mm -hmm. what mark twain said yeah uh, I've probably said just, that 16 just times on this podcast. Try and educate people well enough to know what they should and shouldn't do and what works for them and doesn't. Mm -hmm. But uh, to bring it back to alcohol, why is nobody talking about fucking Mike's Hard Lemonade or Mango White Claw? Yeah. Like there's literally Mango White Claw and they're Ruby freaking out about Grapefruit, Mango. I believe was the flavor of the summer. Oh my God. The they're talking claw. about Mango Jewel Pods marketing to kids but like meanwhile mango white claw is the most popular thing in the fucking universe because it doesn't taste like alcohol yeah like and i'm sure 16 year olds in wealthy neighborhoods are getting yeah why, 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 are, why is everybody okay with kids getting drunk and like endangering their lives immediately mm -hmm. versus smoke puffing on a cigarette like, yeah, cigarettes are bad for you. Alcohol is bad for you, too, guys. Let's not yeah. forget, alcohol yeah. damages every part of your body that it touches. You yeah. get cancer all the way in and out. It's from literally gasoline that's been purified and then added sugar. I Don't get me wrong. I love it. 
I really love it. And there's bullshit studies that'll tell you a glass of wine a day is good for you. Yeah. And it's like that that's funded been, by yeah, the that's alcohol been disproven. <laughs> like alcohol is bad for you across the board. Yeah. Like there's there's it's like saying, Yeah, cigarettes relieve stress, so they're good for you. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think that's that stop smoking book that I was telling you about. It has like it goes through all the supposed beliefs about oh well it helps relax you. Well actually it increases your blood pressure. So that's yeah. bullshit. Like what's yeah. your next excuse? And it just makes you run out of excuses supposedly. By that's the end. dope. That's how that's supposed to work. Uh, but and that's a good talking point. We'll we'll bring that up because we're talking about alcohol and tobacco. Like yeah. I think that cannabis has the potential. Like tobacco is not. It's it's a social thing to do, but it doesn't really change your affect. It's a thing to do with your hand. It's not a drug to do. It's not something that changes your consciousness and makes you well, more outgoing or bubbly or giggly or fun. Like when you alcohol. start, when you first start smoking cigarettes, I would say the nicotine buzz is very noticeable. Yeah, and you, you definitely are taking a drug, but I know what you were saying. It's like a, it's like a, a, a comfort thing for your, and it doesn't change your brain. Nicotine doesn't yeah. really like you might be a little more talkative. It's, it's a, a mild slight, nootropic, actually. Yeah, it's a it's a tiny stimulant like caffeine mm. or yeah. something like. Let's. Well, I would say caffeine is more hardcore. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, but it's in the same boat where you feel it, but it doesn't really change your head right. like alcohol does. Alcohol makes you. I would argue stupid. that it, that's the same with THC for a seasoned smoker. Like I don't feel such a mental shift that I'm suddenly a different person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I mean, I still like smoking weed or being high in some situations is still just like whoa. Yeah, <laughs> there's certain there's certain places where you don't want to be feeling that way, exactly. and that's that's. You know, that's part of being an adult is knowing when and where mm-hmm. and choosing the right moment and not wasting a high on a wrong situation. Exactly. But, but there's nothing like getting high with your friends. Absolutely. You know, and that's a social thing. There's nothing like getting drunk with your friends. That's yeah. why that's why these two are I'm definitely not doing it alone. I'm not one of those <laughs> yeah, I, I can't like, do that. That's that's pretty sad. Like drinking alone <laughs> is sad. Smoking alone is not necessarily sad. It's interesting. It's, it, it means you might be introspective. It means you might, you know, uh, be practicing an art of yeah, some it's, form it's while you do like that. that. And you can it's like ritualistic. You can romanticize alcohol like that slightly. There's but you're that, still talking about romanticizing a, a poison. Exactly. That's the difference. Yeah. Is like there's definitely a negative connotation to somebody who has a relationship with alcohol versus cannabis. For some reason, that's that's one positive stigma. Is that at least in <laughs> at least in the cannabis community everybody seems to be pretty uh, welcoming towards cannabis users yeah uh, no negative stereotypes there. funny how that works <laughs> yeah well surprisingly actually i've i've been in boardroom meetings for previous companies where people have come with talk of wanting to invest in cannabis and start by saying i'm not a pothead but yep and nice. uh, i just think well I'm not you know, a pilot, but I've got this idea. This isn't gonna. This isn't gonna wash, buddy. This ain't gonna work. Yeah. So the argument is really that I guess perhaps the social phenomenon of alcohol will be overtaken by the social phenomenon of marijuana specifically. And I use that word because I'm then gonna say that does that mean that big tobacco's real competition is actually smokable hemp, mm-hmm. hemp flower? I. I love that point because I think that as our civilization, like not just our country, 
or state like there's a global trend towards health and wellness and like just living the best life you can and cannabis is clearly like a better alternative to a lot of prescription drugs and a better alternative for some people uh for alcohol who use alcohol to like deal with pain or sleep issues or something like that you know cannabis is far less addictive and far less harmful to your body as long as you're (laughs) smoking it or using a as long as you don't jump jump in a tub of distillate yeah as long as you don't jump in a tub of distillate or buy black market weed or vapes yeah um, please don't do that yeah but as as long as it it seems to be a healthier choice too and towards uh and a more conscious choice alcohol diminishes your consciousness it Mm -hmm. uh makes you more impulsive and irrational and more of your lizard brain whereas cannabis has the potential to make you more empathetic and more of like a loving person yeah and it it expands your brain agree yeah yeah and so like i feel like there's a just natural evolutionary shift happening where the conscious healthier choice is becoming more available more accepted and it's inevitable because as the truth comes out like tobacco which is on its way out i think big alcohol is next really you know you think tobacco is on its way out uh it has to be like there's there's no way smoking is down would smokable hemp accelerate that process that's a beautiful point i think that is what sherbinsky's doing in vegas with the terpene infused gelato hemp i wonder what that's about i wonder if that's just to solidify a market where it's not legal Hmm. or uh, because i don't Unless the CBD content is, like, calming, you know, unless there's enough CBD present in this flower to, like, actually have a calming effect. I believe that's the aim. That would be fucking... That would be beautiful. I cannot wait to try that. Yeah. And I... Especially if it's the gelato terp profile plus CBD, because Mm -hmm. then you're getting a something approaching full spectrum effect. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I think comparing that to, like, big alcohol or big tobacco... Um, the one thing tobacco has is nicotine fucking is addictive and that buzz is crazy. Yeah. Uh, but the health risks outweigh, um, but nicotine is safe. That's why I think the e-cigarette market is going to overtake big tobacco. Smoking is bad for you, no matter what, weed or tobacco. Right. Vaporization is a healthier way to do it. And as our society increases technology increases and eventually we'll be able to really nail that fucking there's a fundamental difference about the two main things that people smoke right like crack and and meth and whatever Mm -hmm. else aside like tobacco and weed the smoke produced by burning weed is in itself Ha- does in itself have anti-carcinogenic properties mm-hmm. which tobacco smoke doesn't yeah so absolutely. that's the that's the fundamental like difference there even though it, they're both setting things on fire and breathing them in which are not ideal in any exactly. you know for in your lungs the active component thc being anti-tumoric yeah anti <laughs> anti-tumor anti-tumor yeah. and, and cbd being anti-tumor uh, finding new blood vessels anti uh, it prevents angiogenesis i believe nice. is the term. Yeah. and uh, nicotine being a fucking toxin <laughs> yeah like, be, the active ingredient being a literal poison versus being a medical tool yeah 
That's and awesome. something that that is able to interact with your body with specific receptor sites mm-hmm. in your body in a way that nicotine can't and alcohol can and there's a surreptitiousness to like nicotine and alcohol and and tobacco i suppose commercial tobacco specifically and commercial alcohol because they kill you slowly and mm-hmm. they don't shift your consciousness that gradually uh that that uh quickly rather they shift it gradually i'd say you know you gradually become a more unconscious person gradually become yeah well in, in the moment too when you're drunk yeah you you become yeah. immediately more unconscious it's always funny to me when people who drink a lot talk about not wanting to lose control on like psychedelics. I'm like, well, you go out every Friday night and lose control. No shit, like, because that's that's control that they're not awake for that they lose. Like, yeah, they don't have to really think about it too hard. Yeah, they don't. They're not watching their own mind lose control because that's the hardest part. The other part where hemp might be useful in the smokable form to assist with the tobacco issue is. Uh, you mentioned a friend of yours who, you know, uh, went through rehab for heroin and uh, now smokes cigarettes as his kind of like crutch to mm-hmm. essentially get through life without being addicted to anything more damaging than that. Mm-hmm. So if he could choose hemp cigarettes instead, that would be even a more safe alternative. So there's potential for it to be used in harm reduction. Yeah. And, uh, he also loves Sherbinsky's and loves fucking gelato. So and loves smoking weed. Yeah. So I mean, I. I think I don't see who wouldn't be open to at least trying a cigarette that actually tastes good. Yeah. And doesn't give you. I mean, that's the thing. We are still combusting. There, terpenes when it's going to be a lot less a damaging. Yeah. Uh, but have you seen those Russian? fucking vapor cigarette vaporizer things that like no. the cigarettes are like an inch big and you stick it into this machine that like vaporizes the cannabis i've seen and i've only seen like russians and eastern europeans using this like hmm. i don't I and it's for cannabis it. specifically no it's for tobacco but they've been repurposing it i don't know i'm oh, just okay. saying they should oh, right, like because right, right. that would eliminate the combustion russia risk. and weed have a strange relationship <laughs> even though we have a uh, fucking ruderalis or aka uh that's technically siberia though right like is it technically they they even talk about siberia as being almost different to them Hmm. because it's such a such a remote yeah uh harsh land we did it i I think that's the uh the true cannabis sativa we have to thank for well cannabis sativa is hemp right exactly and then we have cannabis indica indica which is the and then sativa yeah and then you have cannabis indica afghanica which is the indica exactly exactly so it's the ruderalis a, is technically hemp it's all a latin name game folks well ruderalis is i think also responsible for autoflower genetics something mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. not having the same photo period which i'm finding more and more and more about and mm-hmm. i think i might be diving into next folks after i pop these pop these seeds coming up Many beans to be popped for the 2G1B garden. Yeah. Just getting started. A new set of babies already in there. Send me some autoflower seeds, fam. If, if you guys know anything, I'm willing to give it yeah. a try. Two guys, one blunt uh, podcast at gmail.com. Email <laughs> us if you uh, got a link, and we will give you a P.O. box that you can send some seeds to. Hell, I mean, y'all can just come to my house. <laughs> no, just kidding.
don't yeah don't. probably probably don't put that out there um <laughs> <laughs> uh, well uh here's to drinking a lagunitas hi-fi hops and uh lighten up a nice stogie of sherbinsky's uh hemp terpene infused pre-rolls in the future as a in the very near future yeah. seriously seriously near next future. year when we do an episode from vegas yeah i mean shoot i'll i'll go right now i'll go pick some up let's plan it let's right. plan it. i'll be back in a little bit folks we'll be back soon two guys one blunt at two guys one blunt on instagram remember it's also now on spotify and itunes search for it at two guys one blunt and two guys one blunt the number two the number one guys and blunt spelt the way that you would expect them to be spelt yes and we'll be back very soon Doctor. 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 Doctor.